Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Welcome to Money Over 50. Dallas here. I'm joined with Ali this morning. And uh, today we're going to talk about five things to be aware of if your spouse is a different age. Yes. Thanks for having me again. Um, it's always good to be in the chair. Hopefully, yeah. I can get some more sessions in with you guys. <laughs> um, so, there, as Dallas sort of mentioned, five things to be aware of if a spouse is much older or younger. So, yeah, I'll that, list that's, off. Sorry, that's a good, good point there. Is, is obviously, most people are a different age than their spouse. We're, what we're talking about here is this is more relevant. Um, it, it's always relevant to know these things and to be aware of them for regardless of the age, but probably more relevant where like we've got clients who are you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years That's either right. older or younger than their spouse. And and obviously, the, the bigger the age difference between them, the, the more important these, these things are going to be. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so, I'll list off these points that we sort of want to discuss today. So, our number one is super will be accessible for one person well before the other. Yeah, so that's so to admit there, I guess, preservation age of, of when you can actually get access to your super. So Correct. there's all sorts of different rules around. Yeah, anyone can get it when they get access to their super when they're 65, or you can get access to it if you're over 60 and ceased an employment arrangement, which is if you've changed jobs or if you're if you've met your your preservation age and fully retired, and and even that. The age of what your preservation age is is, is different for it's, it's basically different dates of birth have a different preservation age, and so that can be vastly different for for two different people. Yes, that's right. Uh, number two, the point that we want to talk about is you can move your superannuation into an account-based pension uh, much earlier than the other partner. So, do you want to just recap earlier? Account-based pension. We we we'd always talk about the, the account based pension, and I know we've some some of the long time listeners are probably sick of us banging on about yeah. this zero percent tax environment. That, oh, it's it's important though. Like it is, especially when it comes to retirement planning. So for someone a lot younger, it might not be in the thought of mind, but yeah. uh, essentially this is sort of the place where you want to get most of your money in yeah. um, before you retire, because as you sort of mentioned, it's zero percent tax on any earnings. So. Yeah. Uh, compared with superannuation where it's a 15% tax on earnings. So that right there is a instant savings. Yeah. And then not only that, uh, the account-based pension allows you to draw 0% uh, pension. So basically income, no tax to be paid on it as well. Yeah. Yep, that's a good point. It's funny because this is it's very different not having Michael here because whenever Michael talks about an account-based pension, he holds one hand up and sort of has the other one going across <laughs> to do it. Like, Physically showing how, as though you're shoveling money from super into your account-based pension, and so you've just talked about without doing that hand movement, which which has thrown me a bit. But yeah, that's, yeah, of that's course. Essentially, what you, what you, the way the way to think of it is. I mean, it's funny you say that because like he's very passionate about it. Like <laughs> he does. ever since I've started here, account-based pension, he's he's yeah, he loves it. It's it's his you know I think it's his his family first, and then account-based pension second in terms of his great loves in yeah, life. Yeah, exactly, that's right. So, exactly uh, right. Exactly right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That is the, the shoveling in thing is probably the way to think of it is superannuation. Anyone can 
anyone can uh, use superannuation, can use that legislation, you can contribute in mm. these, you know, while you're still, while you're under, you know, um, 60, there's no difference in, in, in your contribution rules, essentially. Mm. But where that becomes in the transition of moving from superannuation into that account-based pension. So that's where Michael would, would, would be showing mm. one hand, shoveling money from super into the account-based pension. When you can actually do that is is different depending on your on your age. So yeah, um, and and that's I guess the the overarching thing there is that obviously if you've got if you've got money in um, superannuation and as you just touched on there, Ali, it's it's got a fifteen percent earnings tax rate, whereas the account based pension zero percent earnings tax rate. All else being equal, you would prefer to have have the money in in the superannuation account of the older spouse so that they can get it into that zero percent tax. Uh, environment first um, yeah exactly uh, and then and then i guess that also ties into the the accessibility piece the first point is that obviously all else being equal it's it's better to have access sooner rather than later mm-hmm. even if you don't intend to use it at least then you just you know we look at this a lot with with people in that last 10 years leading up to retirement the trade-off between getting money into super is is often concessions on doing that but then you've got a You've got to make sure that you don't need to access that money before you can. Whereas if mm. you've got a spouse that's a fair bit older, it's, it's sometimes easy because you go, well, we know we can get access to some of that money anyway. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and I guess one of those things that do does come with that account-based pension, of course, there are minimum income that needs to be drawn out of that yeah. each year as well. So yeah. um, having a plan for that money is also sort of something to consider as well yeah. once you have that. that. That's a good point because... Like I say, all else being equal, um, you do want that money in, in that 0% tax environment. But as you said, you, you've got to draw that income out. Mm. And so uh, what we've seen in the past is if you don't have a plan for how you're going to recontribute that money or how you're going to use that money effectively, it just ends up in the bank account and disappears and then you're actually worse off being in the account-based pension exactly, than what you yeah. would have been in super because you pay a, a, a bit less in tax but you end up spending the money that you that you would have been saving. So. Well, that's right. We're only human, mate. And if a bunch of money jumps at <laughs> that, yeah, that's can, right. oh, yeah. what can I use this for? <laughs> exactly. It's it's less of an issue now. I um, we talk about this. The, there used to be a um a, a like a transition to retirement pensions, which are you can basically anyone who's met their preservation age can access that. And it used to be transition to retirement pensions now have a 15% earnings tax rate, but they used to be a 0% tax rate for a few years. That's so right. Was, that was before even I joined yeah, the industry. It was, that rule. Yeah, it was and you had a few strategies the, involved yeah, so it. Was, it was like anyone who got to that age, you just mm. moved into, into a TTR pension because it was a 0% tax. And it was a bit of a, a, bit of a loophole, a bit of an arbitrage there. But the, what we found is that if we look back over time, like half of our clients were worse off because of it because mm. you just they, they weren't really and often they were younger and they weren't really focused on where they needed to be and so like you say mate, every every May at the end of the financial year the, the minimum pension payment would come and hit the bank account and we'd be saying to people hey here's how you can recontribute that money into super and they'd be going or oh, I can buy a boat, or <laughs> yeah. I can, you know, get the kitchen redone, or I can do this. Yeah, a boat of, sounds a lot prettier yeah. than putting it back into super. Yeah. That's for Way sure. Way more exciting. <laughs> so that's that's a good point. It's like yeah, that that is the thing to be aware of is that is that you know, and then yeah, and you'll see like all these strategies can tie in together in a way where it's like if you've got yeah, we have situations where people maybe have tax savings that they could be picking up by contributing into super but they don't have the spare cash flow to do it and mm. so if one of them is eligible for an account-based pension you can actually get in a position where the, the older spouse 
moves some of their money into the account-based pension, draws an income from it, and then recontributes some into their super and some into the young spouse's super. Yeah. Picks up a tax saving on the way in, and and the income that they've received is tax-free. So there's still uh, still some yeah some. Oh, exactly right. There. Like that. That's a strategy I've used with a client of mine at the moment. Actually, is yeah. Um, again, one of them is a lot younger than the other. Yeah. And she had considerable amount of carry forward contributions that she could use, but no cash to do it. No yeah. cash to do it. Yeah. But again, having one of the couples that were eligible to have an account-based pension, yeah, were able to get access to that. Yeah. Contribute into hers and give her that tax, tax deduction. Yeah. It's yeah. funny too because you'd see this with with couples where it's like the older spouse is always going, "Hey, wait a minute, that's my money. How <laughs> <laughs> come you get the money out of my super? My super goes into yours. This is yeah. hang on, this is I need to be squared up here yeah. somehow. You guys have been together for thirty years. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's, it's all, all one. one. <laughs> as, I, as I say to my mother-in-law, it's all one bucket of money. If you've been yeah. married for forty years, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so that's the those that's I guess the, the first two points there. That superannuation, as in the accessibility of that, and tying into that the the fact that uh, it can be your superannuation can be moved to account based pension um, at those different ages. So yeah, um, third point there was the we're now we're now into the the Centrelink phase of things. Mm. So this is these are sort of these are the good ones because we can you can pick up a bit of extra money. Along the way here, this this is this is a real good one for. We've talked about this before. People love getting Centrelink, yep. even if it's a part pension, even if it's fifty bucks a fortnight. It's like for a lot of people, they've they've yeah paid taxes all their life, and um, so I guess that just to just to before I go on that rant, there, there's two parts of this. There's with your Centrelink, um, obviously the older spouse is going to be eligible for Centrelink before the other one. Mm. Um, but the 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 part two of this, or, or the point four here, is that your superannuation that is actually assessed at different ages. So mm. you might have a couple where uh, the older one is eligible for Centrelink and the younger one's superannuation isn't isn't assessed as an asset yet. And so yep. you can end up in a situation where you've got people who have got, in theory, they've got too much money to to get any age pension. But if you can structure things correctly and, and basically have, have a fair bit of that in the younger spouse's super fund, they can get a part pension for a few years. And yeah. It generally is a thing where it's like it's only eligible for a few years until the youngest spouse hits that age. But it's um, I, I find even even if it's only, you know, it's not nothing. But if it's if it's ten grand a year for three or four years, for example, thirty or forty grand, like you'd pick it up off the ground. But it also people people really feel yeah. Often people kind of go, I've paid taxes all my life. I've got nothing. I've got. None yeah. of the I got none of the government benefits. Now's my chance. I'm gonna get this. Let me claw bit. something yeah, back. Let me claw something back. But you know, it's funny because that's some clients are like that. But then there are others that um, fear that strategy because they feel, oh, they yeah, feel it like it might. It, is there something wrong? with is it? Is it something yeah, wrong? Yeah. Is it a, is yeah. it legal? But no. it's a completely legal way to shelter your money. And yeah, that's um, exactly right. It's, it's funny because some people will. You're right. Some people, like we go, these are just the rules. Like, yeah. you're actually operating 100% within the rules. That is, it's black and white. This is what is an yeah. accessible asset. This isn't. And then you got other people that come in and go, what if I took a heap of cash and put it on my mattress? <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do no, that. Number one, that's that's fraud. And secondly, your house might burn down. So, definitely yeah. don't do that. But but this is, yeah, 100%. A, it's a good point that some people... Some people really want to get subsequently, and some people often say, "I, I you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want anything I'm not entitled to." And the beauty of this strategy is that it is there's no, yeah, you know, there's no subterfuge there. It's just that those are the rules, and if you are of different ages, different assets are assessed 
for Centrelink purposes at different ages. And so you can, yeah, you can have a situation where once you are both age pension age, you might not be eligible. But that's in right. those years leading up, and, and that's where we talk about like for some people that can be a, if you're, if you if your youngest person is 10 years younger, that's a fairly, it's a substantial amount of time often that you can, yeah. you can get a part pension. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, the other one that I see, it's funny sometimes with part pensions is people will um, sort of go, ah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, 400 bucks a fortnight. I don't know. It's a bit of a pain. I don't, is it worth it? And you go, mate, like it's 10 grand a year. Yeah. If you think of it as it's 10 grand a year that you, that you get to spend in addition, or if you think of it as it's 10 grand a year that doesn't have to come out of your, your retirement savings. That's all right. And, and that's a, that can make a huge difference over, over, you know, if there's for, for the first five years, if there's ten grand or fifteen grand that you're not needing to draw out, mm. you get five, ten, fifteen years into retirement. That that can be the difference sometimes between whether you've whether you've gotten through your your whole life or, or or if you've sort of got towards running out. That's right. Even even some clients who might just be on the borderline of meeting their retirement goals, but don't really have enough to do anything extra. Yeah, with that, you yeah. Know? That's, that's a good point. Some for some people, that's what they treat it as. It's like yeah. A, if we can get this ten or fifteen, that's the bit that lets us do a bit of travel. Or like yeah, that's a bit that lets us do stuff with you know helping out the kids or any of that sort of thing. So. I guess uh, I guess we didn't really explain sort of how that how that would work, um, but in terms of strategy wise, but what what essentially what you're doing there is you have your older member of the couple, mm-hmm. um, and what you can do is as we were sort of saying. Is we can because they're eligible for an account-based pension. Yep. Is one way if they're sort of above that asset test, you could pull some of that out of his account-based pension or hers, sorry, um, and essentially contribute that into the younger spouse's yeah uh, superannuation. Yeah. That's and you right. Can, and essentially, it's not. That's assessed. not a yeah. That's not yeah. assessed. Yeah, that's right, and that's why I can understand why people feel like it's. It, feel like it's dodgy because you go, I'm just moving, pulling money out of here and I'm hiding it over here. I'm not yeah. hiding it. I'm doing it in plain sight. I, I like a, to use the word shelter. Shelter, <laughs> shelter sounds a lot better. Than hide. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right. It's not hiding. It, it is just going, okay, well, if it's over there. Yeah. And and the other parts of that too, and this is, I guess, where like if you look at those four points, the, the super, the ability to access super, the ability to access account-based pension, being eligible for Centrelink and and when your superannuation is assessed mm. as a Centrelink asset, those four sort of tie in together, because what you the trade off that you're making there, and that's why like there's no free lunch. You you're often moving that back into you're moving it from an account based pension which has got a zero percent mm. tax rate into a superannuation account, and sometimes which has a higher tax rate, and also the youngest best may not be able to have that's access right. to it, and so you kind of got to be able to make sure that that strategy works That's and you right. don't end up in a position where you go, oh, great, I'm getting the Centrelink, but I've now tied up all the money. I can't I can't draw the extra exactly income right. I need. So Yeah. But yeah, that and it's it is one of those things where it's like those those are off there's often a trade off and sometimes you look at it and go, taking everything into account and the extra tax savings and the stress of not being mm. able to access that money, it's not worth it. Yeah, and and we've seen it. that before yeah. with some clients where yeah, it just didn't make sense to yeah. do that for them. Yeah. Um and the last point is life expectancy, tying mm-hmm. into that thing of trying to make sure that you, trying to make sure that you uh, outlive your, you, your money outlives you and not you outliving your money. That's right. <laughs> it's um, it, it is a, you do forget this that, yeah. Especially when you have such an age difference between um, a couple of spouses, there, it, 
you forget that one's going to live longer than the other. Well, like, yeah, and we, we see it like, yeah, when we're looking at these projections, sorry, and you go, okay, um, you know, you're looking at the older spouse's aging, right? When you get to 65, you'll retire and you'll draw an income and let's assume mm. that you live to 90 and, mm. and the older spouse is sort of going, ah, I won't live to 90. And you think, often the youngest spouse is, you know, 10 years, 15 yeah. years younger and you think, well, if, if you do live to 90, they're only 75. Yeah. So, they're still, they've probably got another 15 years. Exactly right. And this also ties into, um, you, you were very, it was very... Um, you're trying to be very gender neutral before about saying it could yeah. be his or hers. It's often often is the case that it's the it the, is the man that's the the older in this situation. And historically, men have a lower men have a lower life expectancy. So yeah. you've got the situation where, and I think I did another whole podcast about this ranting about old blokes who weren't thinking about their, their what's going to happen when they when their spouse dies. Yeah, you, you, you kind of go if if you're if you've got a if your husband's 65 and your wife is 55, her life expectancy might be 90 and his mm. might only be 86, for example. And mm. So you, you've got to, you do have to take that into account because it's not just the extra 10 years in age. It's often an extra bit of life expectancy for that younger spouse as well. So yeah, exactly. It can, it can really be the difference between you know, having to plan for a 25-year retirement and a 50-year retirement, yeah. which obviously there's a lot more a lot more margin for safety that you need to build into a 50-year plan compared to a 25-year plan. That's right. And it's it's only getting worse, better. Yeah. We're living, <laughs> yeah. we're living yeah. longer. Yeah. As time that, goes on, medicine's getting better. We're living longer. That's actually a good point too because it's a in the extreme, you, you go, there's normally the three factors. So there's, mm. someone's older, the youngest spouse is often female and is expected to live younger. And then if you're 15 years younger, yeah, your life... like that life expectancy isn't it's not as though it's it's the same there's yeah, another 15 static, years yeah. worth of medical advancements and all that kind of thing yeah so, exactly right yeah now that's a good point as well but um well that, that's um i think uh five things i always like when we can break it down into like a like, yeah what do they call this a listicle where there's like a listicle you know, a number here's, here's it a, sounds like popsicle yeah <laughs> that's exactly it's <laughs> five things to be aware of if you, yeah so uh, but those those are the five that sort of spring to mind like and it's kind of one of those things where there's all sorts of other, you know, uh, different things, even from the perspective of with the communication or that kind of thing. Often with this, with where there's a couple where someone's significantly older than the other, they've often got different experiences of the mm. economic environment they grew up in and, you know, what their working life was like and, you know, yeah. whether they had mandatory superannuation the whole way. Like there's a lot of other little sort of, I guess, less um less black and white things like the we've listed all mm. sort of legislation and and numbers based anything things. that's sort of yeah superannuation and selling based yeah. but yeah there's, there, there's so many more things that are involved even just the emotion of yeah. one member of the couple's probably gonna have to spend a fair bit of their life looking after you that's yeah that's know? yeah exactly it, it's sort mm. of and that's that's why i um I, I i think that podcast where it is always interesting where you go like um the person who's much older i I have I've mainly seen um, uh, in in my experience I've mainly seen that person who's much older be very hyper aware of that and, yeah. and really want to be careful about making sure that they are taking care of the you know the other person's taking care of once they're gone which yeah. is you know obviously a very admirable thing but it is sometimes a, a thing where 
the old the older one forgets about it and you sort of got a jerkman line and be like, hey, this isn't just about you. The yeah. other one's going to be around. Be nice because they're yeah. going to look after you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get blowing all the money now. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to look after you and yeah. fund all the you know all the medical costs and all the rest of it. And you do not want that. Yeah. You do not want that number going down as that as that younger spouse has all the the, the burden of the. Yeah, you know, the caring and the medical expenses and all the rest of it. Yeah, you know, that's and, right. And and a significant yeah life expectancy still in front of them. So, yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. Um, well, I think that's all I've got. Unless you've got anything to add. No, I've got nothing to add. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Money Over Fifty financial advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.